0: Hey there, welcome to another Tesla Motors Club podcast. My name is Lewis.
1: I'm Greg. Right. Mike's here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. On today's episode, uh, we have a very special guest, David, also known as the Cyber Hooligan, creator of the Cyber Roadster, which is really awesome project. So we'll jump into that. Um, we're also going to cover some updates from Tesla on the Cybertruck uh, and this newfangled XAI. What is it? What's Elon doing? Some new company. Anyway, all that and more, we'll start now on episode 46. All righty, we're back. Today's guest is Awesome Guy. Uh, we just need to get him on here and talk about his stuff because I think it's the coolest project ever. Um, and anyway, so let's introduce David, uh, also known as Cyber Hooligan. Welcome,
2: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. He's going to wonder what
1: he just Uh, walked into. Awesome.
0: (laughs) So, um, awesome. So we can hear David. So technical difficulties are limited. Um, So, David, first, maybe we should start with uh, a little bit about yourself, um, and then we'll move into the project. So just tell us who you are.
2: (laughs) Uh, My name is David Andreev. Um, The cyber hooliganism started in Orangeville, California in a very prominent, uh, neighborhood on my driveway. <laughs> and, uh, um, it's, you know, in greater Sacramento. And, um, I don't know, uh, the reason why I really got into Tesla was basically my first drive, you know, of driving an electric car. I was like, Whoa, is this what it's all about? And I was hooked.
0: Yeah, I mean that that story resonates with most of us. I think I think the majority of us, the first time you drove in a te- rode into Tesla, you're just like, this is amazing. So then we had to yeah, get one. For but sure. many of us just kind of sit back and wait for Tesla to roll out their things. Uh, you seem to go one step further. I mean, you're you didn't want to wait. You wanted the Cybertruck so bad. You're just like, I'm just gonna build one.
2: So with the uh you know cyber I called it the Cyber Prius. I actually gave it away about a few months ago on uh Instagram. And um so what I did was I bought a, a Prius. It was a Prius C and I s- said I'm going to build something that looks like a Cybertruck. Actually the the idea was in the beginning it was it was not supposed to lo- you know be anything you know like the Cybertruck. Specifically what I want to do is make a a hybrid off-road you know vehicle you know something really quiet and um kind of like short shortly after i got it i was like wait a minute if i'm doing this let's make it look somewhat you know like the cybertruck and it's pretty easy to do because it's you know it has straight lines and um that's where you, you know how i started with that thing so what i did was i i you know, when I brought, bought the Prius, I cut it in half. And that's where I messed up because you can't make it look like a Cybertruck. It's going to look like a pyramid driving down the street. <laughs> it's going to look not so appealing, you know, to the eye. Um, it looks kind of like I, a
3: go-kart, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, from the front, you know, obviously, you know, Cybertruck. But the rest of it from the uh, fender where the front door jam is back is basically just an open air side-by-side.
0: I mean, yeah. it's really cool. So that was the first project. Had you done anything like this before you did this? Or was this your first time?
2: Not to this extreme. (laughs) I, I've, you know, um, I messed with, messed around with a lot of, you know, like uh, salvage cars, uh, rebuilt a bunch of cars, but nothing like the, uh, the cyber Prius. And then what eclipsed that by many times over was this cyber roadster build. It's a lot of work. It's uh, it's definitely a lot of work.
0: So, yeah. So, so what, <clears throat> how long did the cyber uh, Prius take? Like that, the first project. How long did you spend on that?
2: If you look at you know everyday type work, um, I want to say too long. Probably like if you crunch it all in, probably three three months. Okay. Probably less than that. I didn't work on it every day. It was in my garage. You mm-hmm. know, I just when I had some free time, just mess with it. About three months, I would say.
0: Okay, and the and the Cyber Roadster is more ambitious, bigger project. Looks really cool. You got a lot more stuff going on there. How long have you like? When did you start that project? I should say.
2: Uh, the Cyber Roadster uh, work coming on almost a year. So what I wow. did was it was first uh, I got it from Copart auction. It was crashed. Uh, my my plan was I had to basically get it, fix it, uh, register it.
3: Wait, so what I is what is the donor? The donor Say is again? a plaid. The no, donor it's a, is a Model S. It's, it's a
2: it's a performance Model Three, 2018.
3: Okay, okay. So the it starts plaid, off a little bit did, smaller.
2: <laughs> if I did it with a plaid, that'd be cool. But you know, at the time when when I got it, uh, that's when the prices of Teslas were ridiculous. It would be uh, pricey, pricey build.
0: Yeah. So okay. So you you took a Model Three uh, performance and basically stripped it down. Like what, what walks a little bit through the process here? Like what, how do you, how do you approach this type of project? Cause I don't know okay, if so, I, if I so, wanted to do my own, how, how would I,
2: do <laughs> I get started? So, so, so let me, uh, so it initially was a long range model three, a dual motor okay. model three. And specifically the 2018, they have the performance uh, rear motor is the same as the performance. The rear motor needs to be the same. So you can, flip the software and make it a legit performance. Uh, that's why I went with the 2018. And um, so so how do you start, right? When, <laughs> when I registered it, uh, and <clears throat> I remember I had, um, it was one of the first days when I started pulling everything out of the car, the interior, and my brother came over um, and he's like, uh, he he thought I was joking when when I told him the idea what I'm about to do. He came over, you know, he's walking around the car. He's, and he's like, you're really serious about this. Right. <laughs> and he, he's, he comes up to me really close and he's, he's looking in my eyes, like really deep in my eyes. And he's like, did you start smoking crack? <laughs> 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 and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And uh, I'm like, no, I, uh, I want to do this. You know, I, I really want to do this. Um, And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, not going to lie, this project does, you know, did get overwhelming at some points because it's a lot. It's a lot for someone, for one person to do. And I am doing everything by myself. Oh, wow.
1: So, like, you said you bought this from Copar?
2: Yeah, Copar Auction. Yeah. Um, So, I bought the car um, for.
1: Yeah, explain to our listeners what Copar is. I know what it is but i'm not sure everybody else does
2: <clears throat> copart uh c o p a r t dot com and i a a i dot com is the two biggest auctions in america they're they're everywhere in every state. For salvage cars for salvage cars trucks. yeah when you 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 know when a car gets totaled um that's basically where your car goes to these auctions and um Um, At the peak at the peak of the uh, Tesla pricing, which was last year, Tesla's were going for a lot. And then when when the the drop off happened, um, everybody just completely turned away from Tesla and the uh, salvage community. And if you've seen the prices, what Tesla's were going for in the um, I want to say in the beginning of this year.
1: Yeah, I'd be
3: shocked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was actually looking at, I was thinking about doing a model three project. So I I was watching the prices pretty closely. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, did you have a chance to inspect this ahead of time or did you kind of buy it off the pictures and have it drop shipped to you?
2: Yeah, I definitely wanted to see it because it was kind of like borderline scary, to be honest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, it specifically needed to be an all wheel drive and, in this case, you know, the 2018 with the uh specific motor in the back. Um it was the car it was in Martinez. Uh Copart okay. Mart- Martinez which is in I'd say kind of the Bay Area. And yeah, I I drove over there. What Copart allows you to do is uh you, you know, you can inspect the car 2 days before the uh, auction date and you walk in there and just you got about 10 minutes to yep. inspect it. Main thing I want to uh, check on this car is if the battery was not damaged. Um, the battery has a, you know, the the tub has a, like a kink on it, but
1: you know, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. So I'll, I'll I'll ask this when you inspected. So so a lot of times the Copart cars are listed as run start, run drive, or unoperable. Uh, was yours an unoperable or did it say it would run start? Oh, it, yeah, it was It was the worst list. Worst rating. Or, <laughs> <you know. laughs> worst one, yeah, <laughs> it
2: didn't turn on. Um, it didn't run, obviously, because, you know, with Tesla. Does it have like, the key? Oh, I think it did have the key, but nothing would turn on.
1: Nothing yeah. would so, turn on. So for, our, for our, our viewers and listeners, one of the things you really want to be careful about is they'll sell these cars, without the key, you know, they're they're lost. They don't know where the keys are. Mm -hmm. So if you're even considering this, you want to do something like David did find one with a key, but you want to do a physical inspection because I have seen it where people will buy the car, a Tesla. It comes with what looks to be the battery, but all the cells are gone. Someone has gone in and taken all the cells out or they've stripped off key parts and they've just put the fenders back on. So this is really a buyer beware situation so David was quite smart in going there to physically touch, hit it, open the doors, and make sure everything was at least more or less there now let me let me add a the really good um uh thing
2: what you just said buyer beware main thing is who's selling the car is it is it insurance if it's insurance you, you're you're cutting your your um the you know the odds of being you know screwed over yep. um and if it's not insurance that's yeah, really something to be aware of and and to top it off where to avoid completely LA and New York the those are the biggest <laughs> scammers I'm telling you I know anybody who hears me about any kind of insurance you know auctions they know exactly what I'm talking about because LA and, and New York they they do some really really big uh, scams over there And it's, it's as is you, you can't really, you know, as soon as you pull the car out from
1: their yard, it's your car. You you own it. You own it. (laughs) And, and I don't know, you know, people have to remember when, when, when you go to get the car, um, they bring it out on a forklift, generally speaking. And so you're kind of at the mercy of whoever's driving the forklift, not to do something stupid, you know, with the forklift, like, you know, push it through something that's important or whatever. Again, Buyer beware, be cautious.
2: Yeah. And, and definitely those, uh, you know, forklift guys many times happen, um, where, you know, they will stick their forks, you know, under the car and they'll, they'll just mess up your lower control arms. They'll do a lot yeah, of they damage, just run it through,
1: and, pick it up and
2: yeah. they're off. And they don't care. They're, they're throwing those cars, you know, a couple hundred cars around
1: every day, yeah. you know, so, so, so you, you got your car, you inspected it, you bought it, you won the bidding process. Did did you bring it home yourself on a trailer, or did you have them <clears throat> ship it to you? Yeah, I, I I brought it home myself, and
2: I I believe I did start this build with this video, how I I was there to pick it up. Um, you know they put it on the trailer, um, and there was right when I brought it home, I started to get kind of scared because there's <laughs> once I started pulling things off, I was like, oh crap, this is a little more than I. Right. It was, <laughs> um, but you know, there was a, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like a m- bag of uh, mixed goodies. Right. I, when I turned the car on, I finally got to turn the car on. This car has FSD. Somebody paid for it. Oh, so, wow. So um, that's it's definitely something I'm working around to work on this car. Let's see how long, you know, Tesla will keep it on for. <laughs> I don't know. Can they turn it off? uh yeah yeah, they
1: they can yeah
3: they can can. i mean
2: i'm gonna try to uh, obviously have this car you know have it um if they turn it off
1: you know whatever did so did you have to go into the um the rear pylon and replace the pyrofuse for the for the car oh yeah yeah
2: oh yeah i had to drop the battery i have to i had to take out the front motor um, I had to, just to get the car registered, um, it was a, like a completely different build, basically, you know, drop the, drop the battery, drop the motor, uh, gut the dashboard completely because the, that whole quarter of the car had to get cut out. It, it was, um, we could have, we talked about it with the uh, frame guys and they're like, we, you might be able to get away with it. Um, with, you know, what I'm doing to this build and right. I'm like, I rather not let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. You know, so are, are you able to supercharge it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't tried yet. I haven't tried yet, but I'm pretty sure when I go to try it, it's going to be on, it is on my app, you know, hmm. the car is yeah. on my
3: app. Cause that's, that's one of the things that Tesla is keen to disable on salvage vehicles. Uh, cause you know, they don't know the condition of the batteries uh, is the thing going to blow up uh, if it's uh, receiving. A if they seen if they seen
2: what this battery was, I actually opened the battery, just like rip that top off like a uh, like a can of sardines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they would want to turn it off. Uh, but but let me say this. Maybe it's maybe it's something that it's too much to say, but there is ways to disable things in these cars. Yes, there uh-huh. are.
1: That's the beauty of computers, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you could also always, you know, bring it to an EA charger, right? If it catches fire, you could easily blame EA. Blame them.
3: You know. (laughs) They had a Rivian blow up on them, right?
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're known to have issues. And Volkswagen, they've had a couple of IDEs go off too, so. Oh, man. Yeah,
2: this this thing, I'm not worried about any of the uh, high voltage. You know, the battery, uh, the tub was just slightly... You know, the, the thick part, the thick corner part, um, just slightly bent, barely. And that's why I opened up the battery, just to make sure, you know, there was no leaking on the inside, nothing like that. We put it back together, I sealed it up. So, um, go ahead. So
1: that, that had to have been a very interesting day, dropping the battery pack out of that car, because <laughs> that weighs about 3,000 pounds or so. The battery? The the <laughs> yeah. the battery is, uh,
2: is roughly 1,100 pounds.
1: Is it? It's lighter than I thought. Then,
2: yeah, yeah. It's because the whole car. I well, I weighed the car in the beginning of the build. Um, okay. The only thing that was missing was the windshield, and okay. the the 4, car came pounds? in. The, uh, actually, the car. I got to go back and make sure. I believe it was four thousand fifty pounds. That's what I got the car in. That's not that bad. I mean, it is heavy for like. Look at any other cars four thousand pounds that's a heavy car right like especially for a sports car that's a that sounds like a whale um my
1: audi was 45 so i mean you're you're right you're right on point for a sports car actually
2: yeah yeah like when you're when you're taking these cars out you you know like on windy roads you tend to feel (coughs) it
3: oh yeah so uh let's, let's i just want to be a little more descriptive for our our audio listeners so uh we have your instagram up is this is this uh, this black car? Is that the the, the black Model Three? Is that? Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's the no. That's good. <laughs> I just realized that's, that's the, the refresh. The, uh, that you have uh, some spy shots on there. Okay, that's, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was the the reset. So is it this white one or what was the Model Three? Did you start with? Do you have a picture of that in here? Somewhere? It's um. You, oh, it's way, way, down. Way, way, way down. Yeah. Way way. Okay. This is the Prius. Oh, is, God, is it God. after I'm, the Prius stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's after the Prius. Uh, so is it's it this guy? Right here there we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, it looks terrible. <laughs>
1: oh, this is the good side. <laughs> so, so, for the for the viewers or the listeners, we take a Model Three, look at the left hand side, put a tire in the trunk, and cave in the
3: entire right side. <laughs> it looks smashed. It looked like it looked like Hulk picked it up and slammed it down. That's what it looks like.
1: It does. It does. It looks like a movie prop for the Incredible Hulk. Oh, wow. oh, oh yeah,
2: look at this. Look, look how it was hit on the side. Oh my so, goodness. so your
1: fender was pushed all the way up to the pillar there. It looks like, up to the firewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Well, that's amazing. That the and, and the, uh, the VIN number and- was was gone
3: right here as well. Oh, you're right. Wow. I had to get a new VIN number. So amazing! The no. battery and all that stuff is intact, and your and the that's motors a- were in good shape. All the the motive electrical stuff was. Uh- yeah,
2: yeah. Surprisingly, the uh, even the front motor, I. I was thinking, you know, there's going to be some kind of mounting point that's going to be cracked because that does happen. And the way this thing was hit, nothing, you know, none of that stuff was broken, cracked, anything like that. The rack so, and pinion was cracked, though.
1: So hmm. what possessed you? Oh, I see a little road rash, you know, rim rash on that rim. <laughs> Rim's got like a two inch divot in it. That that hit him I with a hammer. right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's
3: just banging it <laughs> in. Oh, it cracked.
1: Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> so what possessed you to get this particular Tesla? Out of all the Teslas you could pick from, what made this one so appealing?
2: Well, specifically, um, it came down at the moment. It did come down to, you know, uh, cost. Was it um, pure price? Uh, not only, uh, like, you know, like, specifically, it had to be a all-wheel drive and, okay. you know, Model 3. Long range. They are fast cars. Yeah. You know, once you make it, once it's a the performance, it, they're they're fast cars. They're really fast cars. Yeah, they cars. are. Um. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be um, something I can make a, you know, exotic looking car from. And, you know, it'll back it up
1: with the power. Wow. The, the, the fact that you're driving it minus the rubber on the rim, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that sounds like something Lewis would do. So, but, whoa, <laughs> from, whoa, whoa. From, <laughs> from inception, though, you wanted you wanted it to look like a Cybertruck then? That was the... Uh that was the goal or just like, that was just uh inspiration. And, and you thought, uh, um, you know. <clears throat> okay. For example, the, you know, the Cybertruck obviously has very
2: straight lines. Um, if you look at it up close, I never personally seen it, uh, you know, in person, mm-hmm. um, to do, to do this model three build. Um, I'm not sure it would work. I think it would look goofy, super goofy, to do this. So what I did was basically kind of like the DNA of half the Cybertruck and half still, you know, uh, the Tesla original Tesla's and, um, kind of morph that into one. Um, for example, the, the Cybertruck, you know, led strip in the front.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, that's something that I made completely from scratch. I actually never haven't posted up how I made that yet. Uh, there's, there's actually a lot of footage
1: that, um, is still to come on this, on this build. I can, I can believe it. Now, how are you handling the sensors, uh, for the front and back? Are you keeping them or are you kind of, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to gonna jump keep
2: them out. Um, All right. I'm going to keep them. I'm going to have a little bit of a, uh, it's a tough spot in the back because if you go back, go up to the, uh, the rear, how I'm doing the rear, the rear wheels are going to be exposed. And, um, so the, the, the corner sensors, you know, the, right. the, all the way to the left and right, um, that's something that I'm going to have to kind of figure out what am I going to do with this?
0: It looks so awesome, man. The, the, the rear of it reminds me of like, you know, like the new, the newer Batman movies with his, like, it looks so cool, like an off-road this video
2: right thing. here, what, what you're oh. looking at, that, that's super, super rough. This is uh, right. the fiberglass body filler. Um, uh, the way it looks now is, you know, the lines are kind of more
1: cleaned up now. So, so you know, for, for people that can't see the video right now, he, he's got a short little clip plane, starts with a standard Model 3, looking from the left-hand side where the charge port is, pans around the back. And as he pans, he cuts to a, another clip of the tail of the car as it sits now, with the fiber or at least the fiberglass in place with some very angular lines. I mean, the whole back of the car is at like a, what would you say that is about a 70 degree cut you've got there on that back fender? Um,
2: Are you talking about
1: the right, right above the tire. So you you've like chopped off the back. Yeah. It's not vertical, but it's kicked out just a slight bit.
2: The fender itself. Yeah. It's uh, um, the width of this car is slightly wider than the Model S. So you can imagine it, it's it's super wide and the roof line is actually right at 46 inches. And that's actually <laughs> lower than the uh, uh, Lamborghini Huracan. Wow. And, and, the that, Lamborghini and that back Huracan,
1: glass is custom, right? You, you, you mentioned somewhere yeah, there's be, you had to redo the back glass.
2: Yes, yes, that, the, there's gonna be two pieces on there and the rear uh, where the flat part goes There's going to be these two batteries, obviously fake, um, that are going to light up Tesla on them under the glass. You know, like, for example, exotic cars, they have a motor back there. Back there, I'm going to have batteries. So
3: let me ask about your, you know, I guess a bit about your process and your materials. I mean, like, I've never done a project like this. But if I were to do a project like this, I would probably, like, you know, do a bunch of CAD, you know. I do it, I do it, and yeah. the computer first, and then try to figure out what my parts I need, and then I'd have them done, and I'd go to some place to CNC, you know, cut pieces for me. It looks, looks to me that your process is actually looking at some of your videos. You're like, huh, I like this. You maybe you, you cut something out of a cardboard and sort of test it out to see what it looks like, and then and then yeah, you build right. it out of you know what, like sheet metal, <laughs> and and like what what are you what are your materials and what, what's your process? So, so my process, like, for example, doing this on, let's say, computer,
2: um, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. We've seen cars on, for example, on the screen, uh, on a, a video, and then when we go to see it in person, it makes you feel different. It, the, the car seems different, right? And it, the, the reason for that is, uh, for example, the width of the car can be deceiving um, on video um, and the height of the car. So there was some uh, pictures that I um, drew up on the screen, you know, on paper, I kind of knew where I was headed, but to really know what it is you need to do, for example, on this, on this corner, on that corner, it needs to be done in person. It Mm -hmm. absolutely needs to be done in person. The only thing that I would change on this build is avoid using the sheet metal. Um, That's something that I would on the next one, that I would do, I would use the clay and make a Mm. mirror uh, piece. That makes sense. Um, Knowing how much body filler that went into this and it's still not done,
3: um, I would avoid doing the sheet metal for sure. Hmm. I see. So underneath, you know, we're looking at a at a phase where you have the the Bondo in earlier videos, I saw it's basically like flat. Flat uh, metal pieces, and so you're saying you just filled that void to get to curve. You fill that void. No, because... no, I,
2: I would curve. I would curve the the sheet metal for sure. Okay. I, I mean, just to minimize, obviously, you know the amount of body filler because there's only so much you can do without having uh, you know trouble down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the metal that I used is it's AKDQ aluminum killed steel, mm-hmm. and it's uh, 19 gauge. It's specifically for automotive paneling. Um, it still can rust, but it's kind of like um it was treated with an aluminum process. still can rust um and it's you know, like I said specifically for you know automotive and the cool thing is you can you can shape that metal just with your hands it's really easy to to bend it it's really um it's pretty flexible once it's put into place once you you know weld all the seams and everything. It's surprisingly super strong, really okay. strong stuff.
1: Now, I, I got to ask, in a typical hot rod shop that I, I've been in and carriage building shops, you know, the, the guys live on the English rolling machine. You'll see them, you know, rolling the sheet metal back and forth, getting the yeah. curves and smoothing out the panels <clears throat> and all the body. Are you using anything like that? Or are you using hand no. tools? I mean, the only thing that I've used is
2: basically a hammer. <laughs> A dolly and, and,
0: <laughs> and my hands.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like David. It's a
0: hard is one way those, to do it, like, dude. <laughs> he's like one of those Renaissance like artisans. That's like, oh yeah, you could do this like with a machine, but he's sitting there with a hammer, right? And like,
2: Tapping oh, it out. Per- tap,
1: look tap, how tap. perfect <laughs> it is.
2: You could do it. I'm telling you, it's uh, the uh, possibilities are endless if you just you know really want to do it. Um, the car's not done yet. Yeah. Um, it's close. It's getting really close.
3: So, um, so tell us, you know, where, where you are in the project now, how much more time do you need? What, what else, what else needs to happen before you can just like drive this thing and say, okay, it's done. And it's, you right. know, drive, it. hell so right here,
2: now, like, right now, I think I put in, uh, 11 or 12 days, um, of body filler. So what I did first was, um, all the sheet metal was covered. I, I first, um you know primed all the sheet metal uh you know inside and out with epoxy uh primer just to seal it um Smart. gave that gave that about a week came back scuffed it up really good with about I think 60 grit that's when I started the um the body filler it, it, it's kitty hair specifically evercoat kitty hair um it's long strand it's not the easiest stuff to work with but it's it's recommended for example if you don't want your body filler to crack this is what you Mm -hmm. start off with so from from going you know the door the front door all the way around to the other door this whole rear end it was almost three gallons now all (laughs) that's not staying on the car (laughs) all that's not staying on the car um it was i i pretty much started doing it when it started getting hot and um um, you only have a certain amount of time to work with, you know, you put it on and there's a lot that came off, probably more than half came off, you know, to kind of smooth it. And then on top of that, went the short, short strand body filler that, and it's a lot easier to work with a lot, you smooth everything yeah. out, a lot comes off. And then after that goes the uh, Evercoat, um, rage, uh, extreme body filler. Super, super e- easy to work with, super easy to sand. Um, doing this specifically, um, what I'm doing with pretty much making a car from body filler. If I had, you know, some some cheap body filler, let's say the Bondo from Walmart, the red stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh. you would lose your mind. <laughs> um, so, so definitely I was like, you know, I'm not going to um, um, cut corners on this part. Got, got the expensive stuff, got the good stuff it sounds really easy sounds like a dream well how thick and, are these
3: layers you know that you had the long hair short hair and then your your uh, you know that that outer, outer layer how i, I want to say over,
2: overall there's a lot of spots where i'm i'm pretty much hitting metal going back mm-hmm. to metal um but the majority is it majority of it is you
3: know the base of the it's kitty hair um mm-hmm. it's not and that so I mean I just thickest to you know a centimeter or less or whatever. The we thickest? Talking? Uh-huh. Probably five inches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: Um, the thickest, I wanna say probably a quarter inch, to be honest. That and that's that's very um I wanna say, like, for example, where two angles meet, you know, like a almost at a 45. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I really want to minimize the amount of body filler I put on this because I calculated uh, how much body filler is going to stay on this car is probably going to add about close to 30 pounds. That's a lot. That is a lot.
1: Wow. (laughs) Man, as someone as someone that used to do body and and, uh, paint, you mad props, dude, bad props. You, oh you did work. used to do it I used to do it so. you, you want to come help me <laughs> you know if I, if I had known about it I, I'd been all in I mean I saw you having trouble trying to find someone to help you with it and I was kind of surprised
2: yeah I had um, I think it was like what three three people came into the shop and one was kind of like on a phone and my brother's actually he used to do a lot of body work as well and the the three dudes that came into the shop, they almost had no words for for this. <laughs> they're they're like, "You're crazy," you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and my we were my told brother the same
1: a few times, but uh.
2: <laughs> my brother came into the shop. The uh, you know the one that it's my older brother from the beginning of the podcast. Um, he came in, same thing. He, and he's he's like holding his chest and he's kind of breathing heavy. And he's all, I need to walk out. <laughs> I'm getting regular heartbeats looking at this. It's just, <laughs> you know, basically the amount of work. It's it's a lot. It's it is. Insane. I Absolutely. assume you have
3: like a you know a regular day job or something, right? I mean I do. It's, <laughs> I do. it's uh, I'm a general contractor myself. So uh, so this is uh, your your you know your evening uh, weekend uh, project. It's a, it's a hell of a project. passion
0: project. Jesus. I mean, it, it's, it, it is.
3: it's awesome. I, you know, if, uh, if I had a place to do something like that, I, I would be really uh, excited. You, you have
2: don't that. have a uh, driveway you can start on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> kind of... and I don't. I'm trying. Oh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, there's actually um, another project that I'm working on in the same shop. That's has, I'm not going to say much Has Tesla components, um, mm-hmm. I'm working on that project right now, and I didn't show anybody. Only a couple of people know of it, and I'm building it to to you know sell, uh, basically produce mass market.
1: Uh huh. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, a little bit of I I'm t- not going to. I won't show it until basically
3: near near completion. Uh huh. All right. All right. Cool. Be sneaky about it. So how much how much time you think you have left on on the the cyber roadster then?
2: Um, you know, with my, with my day job, right. um, and going back and forth, they're just a body work, body work wise, you know, and obviously I, I messed up on timelines before. Um, uh, I want to say there's, there's, there's probably <laughs> f- close to three more weeks of body filler work on this. That's car.
1: actually not bad.
2: And that's, um, you know, I put in about 11, 12 days so far and, um, you know, like I said, using the right stuff, using, uh, um, like for example, the Evercoat, um, cuts a lot of time for sure. cuts a lot of time. And, um, I'm thinking uh, roughly three weeks, just the body filler. So after body filler, the car has to be sprayed with, it's a super high build primer and then let the car bake basically put it in the sun and some spots are going to, you know, settle. Some spots are going to look a little different. And then you have to basically go back and smooth that out. Right. So I'm thinking just, just messing with the uh, body filler primer and stuff like that. I'd say five, six weeks. Mm -hmm. And then just, then I can talk to somebody that can either paint it or wrap it. I'm, right now kind of leaning towards a wrap um color-wise i haven't decided yet um i'm i'm guessing something metallic something in
3: along the lines of you know cybertruck mm-hmm. it's amazing so, so you're not gonna try to give it a or maybe you will try to give it a kind of a stainless steel look even with a with a wrap i mean you can achieve that they do you can that yeah yeah thing. i actually looked at those
2: Mm -hmm. um you can and i think giving you a stainless steel look like a brushed metal look um will work for this car because if you see this thing in person like drive it out of the shop see this thing in person this thing it looks like a ufo (laughs) the width of this car and the height of it and the length of it it it's gonna be definitely it doesn't matter the color you do when you see this from far away you're gonna be like what the hell is that 100% <laughs> it's it, yeah, it definitely has that aspect you know like it's super low super wide
0: yeah.
2: do, what, do you plan on showing that. this
0: are you gonna to go to car shows with this or are you planning on showing yeah it for off? sure
2: I, I actually wanted to go I was planning on going to the Tesla takeover in San Luis Obispo um, and I obviously I can't make it because of um, you know going back and forth you know my day job two projects. Right. Uh I would love to make it but i i ju- i just can't i, I don't want to show it until it's done I don't want to bring it to a car meet with you know body filler
3: <laughs> so can um, you get it ready before the uh the uh you know the first Cybertruck truck deliveries that's the that's the question that would be cool <laughs> um
2: that that you could, that definitely you could probably cool.
3: bring it actually maybe wouldn't I know Tesla gets weird kind of weird with modified vehicles, but uh you know could you get it? could you bring it to the, whatever delivery event they do for the Cybertruck? Uh, Where
2: would that be? It would be in, te- uh, Texas? uh,
3: that would probably, probably be in Texas. Texas yeah. Um, It'd be
0: down
2: but, by me. Uh, but so, so,
1: that would, that would so be cool.
2: uh, so, uh, you said they, they don't feel right about, well, vehicles? I mean, I,
3: I just think about like, uh, Simone Gertz, uh, who, uh, Her she little makes pickup the, truck. Yeah. She makes the shitty robots. Uh, she, she took a model three and sort of chopped it and made, uh, a pickup truck with it. And, uh, mm-hmm. And she was at, I forget what event it was, but it was in LA, some Tesla event. I think it might've actually been the Cybertruck event. That's what it was, the the unveiling event back in uh, 2019. And yeah, they, they said she could be there and then they got nervous when she got there and made her move it and didn't want it nearby. So people wouldn't think it was some shoddy thing that Tesla was selling or whatever. So uh, <laughs> I mean, was it, uh, now, was it specifically, did it look? Bad or no, 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 it no it's, it's basically, so. basically a red it model like 3 a with the like an El Camino kind of thing where they just yeah. take the oh, back okay. out and it okay. has a bed. It's, it's pretty uh, sweet actually, but oh. uh, but they were kind of nervous about it. Uh, I mean, Tesla does that, uh, you know, there's a time they used to offer a brown Model S, for example, and uh, mm. which I, I have to be driving around in a brown Model S right now, but um, uh. Like even on our website, they kind of wanted us to, you know, not have pictures of that anymore because they didn't want to be bothered by people really? asking for brown when they, huh. you know, when they drop the colors down to whatever, five or however many they offer now. Um, Because if you're like, hey, I want this. So we don't we don't sell that. So hmm. and people are people are clamoring for their roadsters, wow. right? Where's the the uh, the you know, the new Tesla Roadster that, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, was unveiled in why, 2017, I think. So I bought uh, my
0: car. That roaster's never happening.
3: Yeah. Hey, so, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this much: if if I do
2: finish it, when not if I do, when I do finish it, <laughs> and let's say there's this event um, in Texas, I just might. You you need out. to go.
1: You can, you you can crash to. at my house. I live in Austin. Oh, yeah. Go even, to the event. you know, I I, I had to pull the up on the, on the
2: cyber roaster. <laughs> I, I even had if
1: to just drive around with it. Oh, you got it. Got to look think big guys think big you know show Uh up in texas at the event you got someone's you know pickup truck you got his cyber roadster and you got rich's iced tea and just line them up out in front (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna steal the show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that'll go over well
0: You well, understand, oh, man, David, I'm a little Austin. bit of
1: a rabble rouser here. So yeah,
0: Mike's a troublemaker. <laughs> but uh, but no, for sure. If you do if you do come down, let me know. Um, because I'm in Austin, I'd I'd love to hang out and check it out in person. That'd be a, a sweet, car. Uh, yeah,
2: definitely. Car. I'm going to be showing this car around for sure, for sure. Right on. And I did talk about um uh, on my Instagram that I possibly might give this car away, um the closer i get to completion the more i lean away from that to be honest yeah because yeah come like, on man <laughs> how much, much work you want to give that away how, how much, I, much I, work yeah also and, and,
3: also you have to consider the liability aspect uh, like yeah, i saw your yeah, video sure. somewhere of uh, i saw uh, whatever your your airbag blowing up next year right i mean <laughs> it's you know that's not going to be crash tested uh, so uh, cuz it's a one off oh, uh, it's already been crash tested yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if, and it failed that test. <laughs> or can I, can
2: I, can I reveal something about that video with the airbag? Yeah, sure. Oh, that was, that was um, set up. What? <laughs> oh, we set that up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you yeah. can't, okay, okay. Picture this, the car, the, in order to blow airbags, you need to be driving. You need to be in the driver's seat, right? Mm-hmm. The system, that's when the system is it on. Knows. Yeah. And when, You have one sensor disconnected. That means the system's off, right? Mm. So, did you see the car? How much stuff was missing? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. The system was (laughs) off. (laughs) So, (laughs) so those airbags are actually from that the Prius. Those were the curtain airbags from the Prius. Uh, I
3: see. So what I did was,
2: um, it was just we were just sitting there, me and my buddy, and we're like, um, "Hey, let's uh, let's blow these up." <laughs> and let's how, make a how video. Many beer, how
1: many beers was this?
2: <laughs> um, I, I I think no beers actually. Oh, um, sounds like so a hold my beer moment. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did was, I I just hung up the these airbags and the mounting points were completely different. You know, because it's it's from a Prius, and uh, I wired it up to a 12 volt battery and with a switch in my hand. Oh, if bang. you see one of my one of my hands were on the bottom, you can't. See, I was holding the switch and then the the crazy thing is the timing how we got the timing so good because if mm-hmm. you look at the video the as soon as he taps that bumper it was pretty much perfect we couldn't oh have God. got it better and i i pushed the button and i was ready for it if you kind of look at some of the videos i was going like this because i knew it was going to happen <laughs> it was loud it was like a shotgun blast going off on both
1: sides of your head it was it was super loud yeah behind the scenes the dirty secrets come out (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean great video either way so kudos (laughs) kudos it's awesome
0: i mean i honestly and to be fair like being tensed up that's normal you'd be pissed up even if you weren't controlling when it fired right it'd be you knew it was coming
2: yeah 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 Yeah. that's awesome boom.
0: boom there is the clip oh man so um, speaking of cyber roadster and the cyber truck influence, so the cyber truck, I assume you're, you've ordered one of those? are you on the wait list?
2: The um, I ordered the cyber truck about five minutes uh, after they opened the you know the reservations, right okay. And um, we were watching the event live. I remember um, it was in November of 19, right? something like that. And um, I was laying in bed at the time, it was in the evening. And um, it was me and my wife and my son. It, before the truck came out, um, I told my son, "I was like, hey, bring my wallet, you know, to get the card uh, <laughs> to do the reservation." And I'm I'm sitting there with the with my wallet in my hand, and that's when the Cybertruck drove out live. And I was like, I look at my wife, and we're like, "Is this a joke? Is this what the hell is this?" <laughs> You know, it was. You know Dude, that that's the impression. <laughs> I think a lot of people got that impression. Like, th- I wasn't sure what this was. Is this like for real? Wasn't um, the dancing
0: guy in the suit? You know, <clears> Tesla's known to make jokes in the review.
2: <laughs> so, so uh, we were sitting there. It was weird. I remember. I remember we were sitting there, really quiet. Like my wife kind of looks at me, and I look at her, and we're really quiet about it. And I was like, you know, what? I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to buy it. And the weird thing is. Um, it, it, I think it grew on a lot of people like crazy. Probably not Mike. <laughs> it,
1: it, it it did not grow on me. Mike no, loves it. Yet, it has yet to grow
3: on me. <laughs> but, but that whole event was pretty weird, right? I mean, just watching it, uh, it rolls out. It, you know, I, I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, what? You know, it looks uh, like a low polygon count video game. and uh, <laughs> And they try to play up the whole Blade Runner thing. And then they the, then the, the whole like, Oh, and it's, it's bulletproof, right? For this, uh, urban combat vehicle. Yeah. And he, and he throws a, a steel ball at the window and it breaks. <laughs> and then we'll oh, try the back window. That one breaks too. <laughs> Just to look you do, on do, and Hey, do that. you guys
2: not, uh, right away, honestly, right away. I was like that, that had to be set up that that was, that was set up for publicity.
3: Do you remember how I much mean, uh, publicity yeah. happened after I mean, that it, event? It, it could have been smart, but I—the look on his face—I don't think he looked. Elon is a really poor in general sort of public speaker, and uh, you know so he's kind of nervous. And the and the level of nervousness that went up after that happened so is we're looking at his face like, uh, I mean, it would have been genius to to make it to do it on purpose, but I think it just happened. Uh, really? and it, I think it, happens.
2: It, it was, it was good timing for sure.
3: I, I you know, I, I, agree that they probably benefited from it and it, it basically, sure. but it was the take home right. message of the thing as opposed to this being cool. So the take home message was like, uh, yeah, here's something to work on, which <laughs> is fine. It was just fine. Mm. I think to me, the, what was most amazing about that whole thing was they're offering this huge, this, this vehicle. Right. And then they said that, you know, the base price was under 40 K that to me was my take on I was like wow and but they've kind of not said much about pricing recently so you're sort of wondering what you know what where what they're actually delivering what what trim level did you uh reserve well uh, in the beginning it was the, the uh you know
2: the single the dual and the tri mm-hmm. i i went with the top tri uh mm-hmm. tri motor and from what it looks like when when we're going to be you know the uh, customers are going to Uh, hear from it, like, for example, your Cybertruck is nearing, you know, completion, we get to choose then, you know what I mean? So if you did get the uh, single motor, dual motor, it doesn't matter what it is, you'll have an option to actually uh, choose a different one from my, that's from my understanding. Like, for example, because they're, they're talking about the quad coming out first, Um, then who got the you know nobody had the option to choose a quad motor so that that's just what i think my take on that um it could be the ones that pick the tri motor get to choose the quad motor i don't know um but it's definitely
1: not going to sell for thirty nine mm-hmm. nine. you know what i mean you, you uh, want to take a guess what what your best guess <laughs> is for the sale we've all done our predictions so I think the <laughs> the quad uh, is going to be somewhere rough,
2: roughly close to the plaid S. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah, for that's sure. That's About what we were guessing. Um, and the then the dual, which is pretty much I think going to be the most sold one. Um, I think is still going to be under the F one hundred and fifty Lightning. Um, somewhere I think around the I dual say. be
1: the most sold, not the uh, I think single I think so. five hundred mile battery pack. Or at least that's the rumor. Is that what they're saying? The, the single is going to be with the five hundred. I just read today that the single will have the five hundred mile they're, pack on it.
0: They're they're selling it on their site. If you go on their site and you go to pre-order, like it says mm-hmm. five hundred miles, but obviously the rumor mill is saying that that's not.
2: Yeah. Well, well, they, well, look if you if it's if it's five hundred miles with a single motor, um, you know you got the single motor it brings down the cost, but then you got the five hundred mile you're picking up the cost, right? right. Um. Looking at the single motor, that's like the rear-wheel drive Model Three. Um I don't know. I, I would, I'd be surprised if it was 500 miles with the single motor. To be yeah.
3: honest. Well, so I thought I, the I, current I, rumor was that uh the vehicle that they're starting with to sell is the 350 mile. 350. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the rumor uh, an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, but is, so is that is that still is that still what people are thinking, or is that uh, yeah yeah because um. Because, uh, you know, that, that's a, a bit surprising because normally, normally what I see with Tesla, and I, I've said it uh, before, that Tesla does what, what uh, you know, some people have just, just-in-time manufacturing. Tesla does just-in-time engineering. So <laughs> you know, they're, they, they're really like, you know, making changes up to the last moment. and so In they industry, will- we like to call this being agile
1: okay is that, sure. what it is? is that why they're doing over there updates to my car because they're
3: being agile right so <laughs> they they'll, they'll you know they get their you know here's the product that they need to get out the door right so with the model s it was the the 85 uh kilowatt hour pack model right. s right and they designed for that car and they were going to sell 85 a 60 and a 40 right so they they designed everything for that 85 like they had the pack the suspension is tuned for all that uh, that mass. And then, uh, okay, so now we have the 60. So there are fewer cells, so it's a little bit lighter. So what do we do? And then for a while it was like, well, so what do we do about the 40? And there were rumors about, oh, we may, we may need to add, uh, you know, like ballast mass because the suspension is Too designed light. to have all this mass low in the car. Uh, and ultimately what they did was they just never actually made a 40 kilowatt hour uh, battery car. They, they, those people that ordered got a 60 and the and the and 20 kilowatt hours was uh, software locked out of the car which made sense because they they also made that vehicle undesirable so people wouldn't buy it like i said oh it can't supercharge for no good reason you know huh. so they made that car less desirable uh, so, they how had much a range cure. would that be with a 40? That'd be pretty small. Uh, you know, that's a yeah. good question. Somebody, uh, one of our producers actually has a 40 or their mom got a 40, so uh, maybe you can tell us. But it was, I forget what it was. It 40 was actually not bad in terms of getting around, and certainly you had uh, you know, on the order of uh, you know, uh, over 100 miles of range anyway. So, uh, well, you know, that's personally usable. My
1: father has got PA5, <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. and it comes in at two hundred and twenty miles.
3: that's the range on the dash on the guessometer right, so you can imagine that it's you know it's it's somewhere around half of that um, yeah
0: they said they said one fifty ish in
3: chat so. ish ish
0: one fifty well, I mean they're all ish right my my plaid is a four hundred ish.
3: The ish. thing is that it was, it was a low, they, they were probably selling that one at a loss. Right. Uh, and so that's why they didn't want to sell too many of it. Cause at that time, Tesla had said that, Oh, this will be a $50,000 car, you know, which didn't last very long. Um, so that's what the 40 did. And if it fulfilled that, that usage, but what they did was they launched with the, the, the 85 kilowatt hour battery and everything was designed for that. In fact, North American 85, uh, because the, the charge connector didn't support three phases, what they needed in, in Europe. So anyway, to to bring that to today now with the Cybertruck, you you would think that they would be, the first one out would be whatever the highest margin vehicle is, um, the most expensive vehicle. Uh, So you would think it would be quad motor um, 500 500, mile range. Now, the big change here is they talk about range as opposed to talking about the battery capacity. And the fact that they are starting with 350 miles tells me that the the 500 isn't quite ready yet um that that's what i would that's what i would say. it's
0: possible you know there so the cybertruck's using the 4680 battery cells right um and we already know that there were you know ramp production issues there so um it's maybe they want to get more cars out uh for revenue generation they don't want to put that many batteries into the you know fewer cars or yeah, there could be some other issues. It's also possible that they might be including some amount of towing or something. I doubt it because it'll make the numbers look worse. But uh, maybe the three hundred and fifty is the five hundred. It's just you know scaled differently. But
3: yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's that's the rumor, I guess. Uh, what what are you hoping to get out of it, David? Like, what what range do you need for your for your purposes? <clears throat> You're talking about the side truck, right? So. Yeah.
2: Um, the 350 actually, I, I think makes makes a lot of sense to me. Um, for example, look at the the Model S, uh, the long range versus the Plaid. Um, the Plaid, I think it uh, they advertise for is it 360
0: with the 19s. With, with 19s, the Plaid is uh, technically
2: uh, it was like 398 or something like that. Oh, okay, so it's not much different. It has yeah, um, it's a 110 kilowatt pack in it. Okay. Okay. So so with the uh quad motor I would imagine I think it's going to be I honestly think it's going to be more than that, more than 350. Because that's going to be like the uh the you know, top dog. You know, it's got a right. it's got a it, it, I think it's going to eclipse whatever's on the streets right now. You know, Rivian's doing a good job. I love Rivian. Um they they did pretty good. I think it's going to eclipse that with the uh power and uh range. Um, but I definitely think that the quad motor is going to be um, not nearly as much sold as the uh, as the dual motor. Dual motor, I, I believe, is going to be pretty much like eighty-five well, percent.
0: I agree the, the, with you. I think it's a good guess. Like
3: I, the, would, I would agree. And the dual motor will still be all-wheel drive, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be
2: all-wheel drive. It's going to have uh, plenty of power for what you want to do need to do. And um, with the range, I would imagine the dual motor, that's probably going to be the one with the around 350 range, if I was to guess. And then the single motor, that's going to be probably around maybe even under 300, if I was to guess, because it's a big car, though you know it's mm-hmm. a big truck it
1: is. I'll, I'll be i'll be very interested to see what happens to your range when you start towing cuz that oh, seems to be it's,
2: it, it, it's going to be um so i tried it with the model y you cut yeah. your range yeah, like, right? It more than half more almost mm. ouch in three times
3: <laughs> that was a, a headline uh, a few months ago with the uh, ford f150 that you know their range yeah, didn't yeah. towing and it's just like <laughs> You know, those of us that are in the know like, well, what do you expect? But, uh, you know, uh, the
2: gas
0: mileage does that, too. It's just you can fill up a lot faster than you can charge
2: the car. Hmm. I don't right, know yeah. if you guys seen. Um, so I tried to tow um, earlier before the cyber Prius that I, that I made. What I did was I took a rear wheel drive model three up to the mountains, completely killed the battery. I had, I think, two miles of range. <laughs> And it was basically like it's either I get this car towed out of here or what I came up with is my buddy brought his old Camry and we put a strap to it and we pulled it to charge it, regen, charge it. And um, it worked. That that video is up on my YouTube and you were gaining, I think it was 7.2 miles per every mile pulled, right? And then I was like, okay, what would happen if I did the same thing with a Tesla? Obviously, there's a lot of regen, you know, holding back with the Tesla. Because, sure. you know, the one pedal driving, it's on, It's pretty much like you're pushing on the brakes. So I got a Performance Model 3, and I was pulling it with a perform- Performance Model Y. And the amount of range that the Model Y was losing pulling the Model 3 was, I think it was about roughly 10 miles of battery in one mile. Imagine that. And you were, so you were gaining seven miles on the perform, you know, on the model three. So, um, you know, I was thinking maybe we can just keep pulling each other and endlessly charge each other.
0: So, uh, but Doug and I will just overlook that. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're both physics backgrounds. Um, <laughs> But uh no I mean it's it's interesting to see though it's like it's it's interesting to find out like what are the losses you know what's the efficiency ratios of like doing those types of things but uh but yeah you certainly won't net new energy and it's definitely not a very Oh for sure for an for EV sure. to pull another EV um but yeah that so so are you You're obviously so backing up a bit. So you ordered the Cybertruck. You have obviously built you're building the Cyber Roadster. Are you expecting to get the Cybertruck before you finish the Cyber Roadster? Or are you expecting to finish your build first?
2: I'm expecting to finish the build first.
0: Okay. So so you're grounded in reality like the rest of us. No. I'm just (laughs) I'm just just teasing. So go ahead. Go ahead. Oh we have to show we have to show the picture, right? Like so Tesla, the big news, right, is Tesla officially finished the first lot production run, the first yep. production cyber truck. There's was the picture. Texas, those. There's the picture. Um, Except it's you s-
1: dig into it, <laughs>
0: oh, no, it's 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 pretty great. I think it's it's really cool if you look into see the sea of people. There's all these different expressions. There's the you know everyone's doing that. I guess they do this little angle thing. For, yeah, the uh, cyber truck uh, gang sign. Cyber truck gang sign, which <laughs> yeah. is you know kind of interesting throwing out. Um, there, there is one, uh, you know, one, uh, woman in the crowd that, oh yeah, this guy is great. He's laying down with a heart, an angled heart. Um, he loves know, the
2: cyber truck. Striking a
0: pose. He loves it. Um, you know, lots of angled gang signs. And then, then there's the one, the one woman there, there's, there's right. his, she's, Just she's arms crossed. not impressed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she's pissed <laughs> off.
0: Un, unimpressed. I mean, well, you know, you've, you've got your manager that's like, Hey, you got to go here. We're taking a photo. And you're like, I don't want to do that, but somebody you don't have probably ate her
2: lunch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> ate her lunch.
0: Maybe, maybe that's her Cybertruck, and she's mad that she can't drive it right now, right? She's, everyone
3: moves. No, So,
1: or, or
2: she's probably uh, mad about all those panel gaps that all these people are hiding. Right. You know? <laughs> a lot of I'm people are actually her, t- talking about
1: helmet. That. Is that a pink skull on her helmet?
2: I think it's, it's like a, yeah. A, maybe pink skull uh, with maybe. the Tesla uh, maybe symbol. The,
1: something above that. Yeah. In, I don't know. Everybody's got their little Tesla logo. She's added something right on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) She knows something.
3: (laughs) I can't. Yeah. It's really blurry, but it it looks like a skull. skull. I can see it. It looks like a pink skull. All right,
0: then. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man! Anyway, so that's—I mean—I think that's exciting. We're finally going to see something um, coming out soon. I think my original prediction—we did—we did did predictions last year. I think it was like around September. So I'm hoping, hoping Tesla, Tesla hits that, uh, and then you know we'll see what happens. Um, I I did have one other question though. Before we move off Cybertruck, I I wanted to—I had to ask because you know you mentioned you know you have kids, your, your your wife. Did your wife know about the Cyber Roadster project before you bought the salvage car, or did she find out when you dropped a salvage car? Shows in up in the driveway.
2: <laughs> uh, she knew about it. Yeah, she knew about it. Oh, um, okay. It's like you know, the, I want to do this. I told her, and um, with all the crap that I've been doing, um, she kind of just took a deep breath and she's like, uh, "I support what you're doing," you know.
3: That's <laughs> awesome it's good that's to have a, a nice healthy a relationship that's woman. awesome yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just curious because I, I know if i was gonna just drop a you know this type of thing in our garage my wife would go along with it but she would just be like really like you know she'd give me one of those what, what are you doing <laughs> yeah
1: little, little side eye there like what
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on so um all right so i think we had a few we should cover a few questions we had some some folks um, in the, uh, during the segment going over the cyber roaster. It looks like uh, Chris uh, Lamedico asked, will FSD or autopilot still work? Um, I think you did cover that early on, but if you want to quickly answer.
2: Yeah. uh, um, I'm working basically around that to, to make it, to have it work. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens when, when it's done yeah da- David indeed. is
0: doing his best to make sure that FSD works with it I yeah, mean the um, big
3: the big question is I mean you can probably get the sensors in a position where it'll kind of work but uh, will Tesla, allow your car to download like the beta software you're going into sort of a dangerous
0: territory doug we don't need to cover that that doesn't i, I matter. do
2: have it this this car has the beta at the oh, moment well, then you're already there right it, it, yeah. yeah but let's see how long they will allow it let, let you, today, have to, yeah. you
1: have to calibrate his cameras and uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did you add a camera to the front i was just going to ask that <laughs> <laughs> no, the
2: uh um for example the, the, uh, the biggest the biggest difference was the side cameras, the pillar cameras. The cameras. And I uh, actually? Yeah. yeah so and, and I tested that in one of my videos uh, on one of my performance model threes. Took the cameras off and I lowered it to the exact height of where the Cyber will have the cameras, and I recalibrated it and drove around and it works. It wow. works. So basically That's you great. just have to recalibrate the, the cameras. Um, that's really cool. here for software. So, so, so basically, <laughs> at this point, it's um, you know, from what I've what I've uh, tested, it's going to work, right on.
0: So, um, okay, uh, so it looks like Chrissy also asked a question. It's not specific for the Roadster. Uh He said, uh, "When do you expect the full functionality of Tesla headlights will be enabled?" Um, that's a great question. Uh, unfortunately, it's a question for the U.S. government. Um, it's not actually Tesla that's preventing the headlights from fully working. Uh, It's regulatory. um, So no cars are allowed to use the fancy features of matrix led headlights in the U S so your guess is as good as anyone else's um, maybe in a year or two. I don't know. They, uh, they seem slow to do things, but um, yeah, I wish, I wish they would enable it. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, All right. um, So, We've got a poll that came out on the supercharger network who is what it was adding. Uh, let's get with the actual question. Does Tesla need more superchargers? It says, will Tesla build up superchargers to accommodate anticipated demand from Ford, GM, Rivian and who else adopting the NACS uh, circa 2024, 2025. So basically in the next two years, since all these other companies are going to come out with, Cars that work on the Tesla Supercharging Network. What are we thinking? Do we think Tesla is going to accelerate their uh, the Supercharging Network growth? Um, Doug, do you want to read the options here?
3: Yeah. So just uh, just want to clarify. This is a poll that uh, one of our users called Houstonian, uh, which we assume he lives in Houston. Uh, <laughs> 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 he uh, he made a poll. Basically, you know, after we've been talking about the 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 growth and the dominoes falling of the dominance of Tesla's, uh, prescient or arrogant called, uh, you know, North American charging standard, I guess, you know, it's like a dream manifest to just name it and it will come. And that's what's happening. No kidding. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the question is, you know, we as existing Tesla users, you know, how, how are we feeling about, uh, now that there'll be non Tesla's at the superchargers and what, does Tesla's response need to be to that? So, you know, we had the question, will Tesla build up supercharges to accommodate anticipated demand from Ford, GM, Rivian and whoever else adopting this NACS standard, uh, circa 2025. And so here are the options. It was like, Nope, Tesla will not be able to meet demand. Uh, and, and, and will just do things as normal. No, Tesla will not uh, meet demand even if they accelerate Tesla build out then there's a skeptical response. Uh, Tesla may be able to meet demand. So this is very highly, uh, granular in this, in the responses uh, possible to this poll. So Tesla may be able to meet demand, uh, but will do the normal build out skeptical. Tesla may be able to meet demand, but will also, uh, accelerate the build out. And then there's optimistic, there's a good chance Tesla will make it with the normal build out and another uh, optimistic good chance Tesla will be able to make it, uh, by accelerating the build out. And then there's like, you know, definitely like, yep, Tesla will be able to make it with the current rate. And yep Tesla will be able to make it, uh, if, uh, they increase the build out. So there's a whole bunch of answers. I think what's clear though, is that our users, Uh, definitely think that Tesla will have to accelerate the build-out, right? Because every one of those answers, the one where Tesla is not just building at their current rate, they're going to have to accelerate their rate. Uh, And I would say the majority is in that optimistic uh, group. They say, like, definitely uh, Tesla will have to accelerate their build-out and, you know, basically, most likely, there'll be enough. Uh, Yeah, so
0: so it's 56% of people said basically they're optimistic or yes, they think it's going to happen.
3: Yeah. Um, so I, I think what it, what we, the take home from this is that, you know, our site is majority Tesla owners. Right. And, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're not upset really, you know, a lot of people optimistic. Are, yeah. We're optimistic. Well, it, you know, just recently, there was something on CNBC where, you know, you have these Tesla shorts and they're basically trying to spin, the uh, the spread of the NACS standard as a negative, right? That oh, this is gonna this is the worst for everything. Tesla won't make any money from it, and it will upset their customers. And also, you know, why buy a Tesla now since uh, you know any other car is going to have access to the Tesla network? So every they're spinning every aspect as it as negative for, for Tesla um, for Tesla owners, uh, and and thus negative for Tesla stock, right? Because they they want to sell Tesla short. Um, but the truth is that uh, Tesla owners are pretty optimistic about it. And I think as a, I don't know, good for the world kind of thing, it is the better standard. Uh, and if you think about uh, EV adoption in general, like a main point of confusion is, you know, when they get the car, even people renting EVs these days, where can I charge it? How do I charge it? You know, And I think Tesla, their influence will make it overall a better consumer experience and that current Tesla owners are positive about this, uh, advent, uh, about this, uh, you know, this, this occurrence and, uh, and that we think, yes, Tesla will have to do more, but, uh, but it, you know, it'll be a net positive for, for everybody, for us too. Right. Even though we're sharing <laughs> what used to oh, be. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Sharing. If I can butt in,
2: for example, <clears throat> anybody who has a non-Tesla EV, right. You go to these third party chargers. Um, I've went to them. There's a lot that are out of order and there's a lot of like, for example, videos on YouTube, a lot of people complaining about these. Um, they're not maintained. Look at Tesla. They, they have, you know, a team that goes out there and fixes them, maintains them constantly, meaning these, they're superchargers. And the fact that they, uh, uh, you, you know, they're going to be all these other EVs are adapting Tesla chargers. they, they definitely have a plan in mind. They don't, they're not gonna just be like, okay, you guys can come charge, right? And go at their current rate. That's not, that's gonna piss off some, you know, Tesla owners, especially the ones like in LA, for example. Those guys, you know, backed up a lot in the Mm -hmm. Bay area. A lot of them are backed up. And um, I definitely believe they have a plan more than enough to uh, accommodate for, you know, everybody who wants to charge. Um, and I, I honestly believe that the uh, we just are getting started in this EV revolution, you know, and who better to do so uh, supercharging-wise than Tesla because they've been on top of their game since day one. So definitely going in the right direction
3: with that. Now, re- related to this, uh, I don't have it ready to pull up, but there was an image that came out of somewhere. I think I came out of the UK actually have a supercharger that looked like it had possibly a card reader integrated. Yeah, that's uh, what they were saying. And that's, that's one of the, I guess that's one of the requirements the government had for for subsidies on these things. And uh, not that I think that's necessarily the best route to go. I think that would be a positive, uh, a positive thing, just if people don't have to download an app, because uh, that's a barrier. Uh, and so if, if we can avoid that, and the other thing that I, I thought of and that, you know, has will be an issue, though, I assume Ford and GM, all these companies that say they're going to have the Tesla connector by 2025, I, I assume that they're going to put their charge port in a, in a spot that's compatible with the existing Tesla chargers, right? If they put it on the front right fender, which I think is the best place for it, actually, because you can do curbside charging without any trouble. And most people in the U.S., pull nose in on a parking spot instead of backing in like we're forced to most of the time at the Tesla superchargers, that that will probably alleviate that issue. But I was thinking about your your uh, cyber roadster, how it's going to have to back in and maybe take two spots. And, and the current situation with the magic dock, uh, like people with a Rivian where their charge ports on the front left, they're having to park in the wrong spot. Um, and so that these are just kind of the, the growing pains we're going to have to deal with, uh, you know, until that sort of standardization happens. Um, uh, I I think they'll, uh, uh, fix themselves pretty quick. Like, for example,
2: I definitely think that the, uh, all the other non Tesla, um, manufacturers, they're going to have to place their chargers definitely. And in, you know, to be compatible with the current superchargers, it just, that makes the most sense.
3: So, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's, I, I personally have never had to wait or had any issues with the supercharger with how they're set up today. So,
1: well, you've never supercharged. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, to, to give a, a short perspective, um, we've got a brand new supercharger that just went in three miles from the house. Uh, it's got eight stations, 250 kilowatt, and it's up to a 20 minute wait time any day. Uh, when power is cheap so that's after 10 p.m. and it's uh, before 8 a.m. in the morning but if you go there just about any time there's about a 15 minute wait because it's literally the only supercharger within 10 miles for a city called Yorba Linda and so all the Tesla owners are going there you get a Chevy bolt showing up there it's not going to be a happy place (laughs) See, yeah
2: that's the that's uh, currently unacceptable because um, the the amount of uh, growing, you know, EV owners are definitely outgrowing out the chargers at the moment. I think until we see as much superchargers as we do gas stations, um, we're going to have a little bit of
1: yeah. issues. And, and what, what it, makes it uh, good? I was going to say what makes it really tough to your point about the other U, the other EV owners. There is an EV station two miles down the road with five stations and i've been using this particular location for two years and out of the two years of being there it's been 50 percent or better broken every time i go there so these four guys are going to be showing up with the tesla i mean they, they yep. really don't have anywhere else to go yeah and like i was saying
2: earlier who better than tesla because they do maintain their chargers uh, like nobody else the other ones yep. you know what is it electrify uh, america there was um i think it was stradman he was uh who's charging his Hummer EV. The guy couldn't make it home. If you watch his <laughs> EV um story, it's like 10 minutes long. It's ridiculous. Every charger that he went to, they were broken. And there was one charger that he said that was unavailable for like close to 7 months. It's like what's the point? <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I one of our uh our, uh, members at Tesla motors club. And actually he was one of our early moderators back, you know, back in 2006 or so, uh, Tony better he, he had a, a, a post where he said, uh, basically, you know, those, those other charging networks, like their business model is getting government grants, right? So that's their business model. And, and right now the yep. grants are for setting up the charging stations. They're not for maintaining, not actually running stations. them. <laughs> right? Yeah, so exactly. There's not so much of a financial incentive for them to to maintain them, so you would hope that these grants would be like, okay, well the money is conditional on them having, you know, like a ninety percent plus uptime or something like that. Um, like even a ten percent downtime is enough to piss off a, a lot of people. Um, though I would push back a little bit in terms of that we that we need, I don't think we need as many charging stations as as gas stations. Uh, uh, Lewis is an home example. charging. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. charging at home. Uh, and and I only, I mean, I do take a good number of trips, but that's the only time I, I really need to, to supercharge. And so, you know, it it's, it's a little harder for folks in apartment buildings, but you would hope with, you know, new construction, those uh, type of things will work themselves out in terms of having level two, you know, charging overnight uh, or charging at work kind of things. And so hopefully we get more of that where... You know we're not needing to put the stress on our batteries of, of supercharging we can just you know charge slowly and there are other benefits related to that with uh you know sort of distributed load type things timing the load to like reducing the charge rate when you know all the air conditioners come on or something like that i mean that can be a a, a net benefit to the grid if we can have a we have a load that we can uh you know change as needed Schedule. Yeah. yeah exactly Oh, or not but, just even schedule, but dynamically changed based mm-hmm. on you know what the what the requirements but are.
1: I, I, I would I would argue the point Doug a bit. Um, perhaps our household's a little up on the outlier side right now, but we have four EVs in the house: two Teslas, a BMW, and the Pacifica. And you cannot charge all these cars at the same time, or even a reasonably close time. Especially if the Teslas are down to twenty percent, twenty, you know, or less, on a level two charger, and one of the issues that like we're facing our our neighborhood, while the house was built nineteen ninety five, so it's I wouldn't call it an old neighborhood, but the electricians do, because all new home service is like two hundred amps, and we have a hundred, and it's a, some ridiculous amount of money to put a, a, a two hundred amp service in, so I have a single fifty amp circuit to charge all my cars on. It's not practical to charge all four cars at home.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, there are software, hardware, software, uh, there are, I've seen them,
1: you know, there, I've got a smart switch so I can split. And there's the one that goes in just before the meter, which is supposed to be able to charge. But you know, that's kind of a hack.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you're you're driving specifically to go charge a vehicle. How often every day?
1: Every Every day, day. every day, at least one of the cars, uh, generally two of the cars gets supercharged every single day. And I do it either early morning because it's 19 cents a kilowatt. I do it after 10 because it's 20 cents a kilowatt. If I charge at home, my best rate at home is 22 cents a kilowatt plus tax, plus delivery fee, plus service fee. So it's almost about 30 cents a kilowatt once you add in all the taxes. It's it's ridiculous. If I charge after 4 p.m., it's 47 cents a kilowatt plus all the extra fees. So, you know, it makes no sense to charge at home in the afternoon here. Zero. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. That so, sucks. you know, everybody has to do that sort of calculation. Uh, unlike that. Lewis, you know, who's
1: got dirt cheap electricity.
0: My my electric's 12 cents a kilowatt, but I also have solar. So it's usually just free.
1: Yeah,
3: but yeah, you also yeah. have to to factor in you know your own personal time of going out of your way to to charge a car. Um, but I of do. course, you know we've learned that you're willing to work for two fifty an hour. So oh my, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Two forty an hour. What was it? The other morning, episode. I was texting
1: you. I was texting you guys at at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing
3: this early in the morning? I'm, I'm lying in bed. Like why do I get this message? I'm at what the charger, doing? man. What I'm at are you the doing? <laughs> <laughs> saving saving your twenty cents a a kilowatt. Damn, hour. Oh I'm man, I'm spending
1: a Starbucks around the corner. Yeah? <laughs> All
0: righty. well, okay. that's well. that's episode forty six, um, <laughs> David. It was so great to have you on. Um, I you. learned a lot. Super impressed with what you're doing. I'm definitely going to be following it. Looking forward to seeing oh, yeah. what happens. Wait,
1: waiting for the wrap, man. Um, I want to see this thing wrap. Yeah,
0: definitely. If you come on down to Austin, you know, hit me up. And uh, is there are there any specific? I mean, you mentioned a few like social media plugs or things you want to say. So like your Instagram, your YouTube. What are you? What you, are your handles? We'll have them in the Instagram. description.
2: Okay. Instagram is uh, the the biggest one that I have. Uh, okay. three hundred ninety thousand followers right now. Wow. Uh, Twitter. Nice. I could use some help on Twitter. You use because help on Twitter. What's yeah, yeah, your Twitter handle? Threads. What? It, yeah. Put, uh, it's the threads, been, uh, basically the same thing. <laughs> cyber um,
0: underscore hooligan underscore. Yeah,
2: Excellent. and it's like a black um, label with ch, kind of like the headlight line on the bottom, and and then there's YouTube. Uh, same thing. Uh, cyber okay. underscore hooligan. Awesome.
0: And well, uh, of course, we'll have all your links in the description and show info and all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, thanks so much for coming. Uh, we have, uh, to always, as always, thank our, uh, viewers. Thank you for, uh, supporting us and coming and hanging out. Feel free to like, and subscribe, um, leave comments, whether they're, uh, hate or love. We appreciate it all. So feel free <laughs> to, uh, to hit us up. Um, uh, thanks to our, uh, producers behind the scenes, folks, uh, Adam and Danny, um, Seb will be back. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Um, member or supporting member on uh, teslamotorsclub.com always helps out. Uh, Otherwise we'll see you next time.
1: It was great. Thank you. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you.